welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. Glad to be back. We've been on a bit of a hiatus. We uh, we had, I think, every disease known to mankind come through here. I know I had the crud. I know McDerris had the crud. I think he he had, I think he had athlete's foot in his <laughs> throat or something. I don't know something something was killing him, and we were all nearly dead up here. So we had to take a few weeks off to <laughs> to recover. We're back today. And we have we even have our special guest in here today. We we managed to coax Wyatt out of the back, let him come up here and talk with us. Yes. We also want to make sure that we are uh, reminding everybody. Email us at radio at mwands.com. We appreciate uh, email from one of our good clients, uh, Larry Hobbs. He emailed us. We're we're looking at his suggestions. Thank you, Larry. You know, you and the other three people that listen to our podcast, we appreciate you working with us on that. With any luck, we'll get it up to five here before much longer. I also want to take a minute, and and you guys help me on this. I I know Chris was talking with me. As we're getting ready for summer and and spring, hopefully, good Lord help us. Hopefully. Please bring it on. Quickly. Um, She was talking with, we're going to offer... A new service about uh, preventive maintenance on the uh, PMA PMGs that we'll bring them back in and do the uh, the marine coating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Making sure I'm not in. Yep. Uh, and there's a what are we talking about? I think a, a bench fee. Right. To bring them in. It'll be a is bench it, fee. You know, the, the, fifty bucks. Is that right? Uh, the bench fee is, is typically the range between 35 and 50 depending on what you're having done right. uh, you know and it'll just be a simple uh, simple fee that uh, there won't be any kind of hidden you know once we get it here but we can come in and bring it in and we'll check it over and make sure that everything is good on it that all the all the different legs are are still producing like as they're supposed to and, and then do that marine coating for you and then get it back out to you and the other thing the other part of that was you would have to pay to ship it in, right. and then you would have to pay to ship it right. back. So right. that that's yep. not included. So if you're if you're clients up in Alaska or, or right. guys up at the Arctic Circle, it's going to be a little bit more than that. But the <laughs> but the bench fee, like you're saying, ranges from thirty five right. to fifty. Depending bucks. on yeah, depending on what what's going to be done to it. And you can just contact sales at mons.com mm-hmm. and we'll put together a, a shipping. Oh my! Look who snuck out for me on. It's Lucy the silent dog. Um, and so our guys can put together a, a both-way shipping proposal for you. Correct. Put that together. So um, she wanted me to make sure that we mentioned that on the podcast. So, But our, our topic for the day we check. wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, check. <laughs> we want to talk about tower siding for wind turbine. And that seems to be something that has, has come up from time to time. And I wanted to bring the experts in to talk about that. So, what are what are some of the key? If if I'm brand new and I'm making that initial phone call, which you guys know I'm fantastic for not knowing anything. I'm the I'm the right guy for that job. 
if I'm looking at my, my backyard or my front yard or my pasture or whatever, what are the basics before we get into the, you know, the technical, technical side of it? What do I need to be looking at that just out of the chute says, yes, you're going to be successful. No, you're going to have some real challenges. What would you say? All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> The first I mean, thing, the first thing that trees, sticks out to is me that, is trees. Trees, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, if you're surrounded by trees and you don't want to cut them down, or really tall buildings, and you can't get over top of them, yeah, it might not be. <laughs> not yeah, might be. It's, it's not, it's not going to be optimal. Not, not to say that it won't still produce something, but it's not going to produce uh, at, at the efficiency that, that these things are able to produce at. So, what do you mean when we say get over them? So is is just the literally get the, over the bottom of the blade gets over the roof line of the you I'm thinking of the house, but the, the right. tip of the tree makes it over. You need to be. Or we you need know, to be you know, ten feet over, no, twenty feet over, anywhere mm-hmm. from two to three feet over. I mean, because now you're in clean wind. So as we talked about before, you have clean wind and you have dirty wind, and dirty wind is wind that is being obstructed, and so it's not running true. Any obstruction will cause the wind to have to change out of the pattern and it'll cause your turbine to want to, to always be acclimating one way or the other. Just constantly you'll see the tail fan moving back and forth. And when it's doing that, you look, there's again this loss of inertia now. Uh, and so now you're losing all of your energy with your, in your tail fan. Instead of it actually staying in the blades and being able to, to create higher RPMs, now it's just moving back and forth and so now you're losing your energy in the in the movement of the tail so that's i mean that's similar to the problem i know i think we've talked about before where if you don't have your like your tower pole sized right and you've got vibration right. to ta- tower pole same thing that's energy that's going energy into lost the, to the tower pole instead of right going through the blades right. Okay, obviously you've got areas too that kills and pasture and that sort right. of thing. Right. What kind of distance do you need to be backed up? If if you did say, okay, I'm I'm in the middle of a forest, I'm I am going to cut some trees down. What are you looking for in the footprint? I mean, do you have to have minimum? What we would recommend is 200 foot, 200 foot. Uh, Radius. I mean, so you're going to be 200 foot in, in any in any, any direction any from direction. the tower. Yeah. Okay. So you know, so that's you know, when you get to looking at that, it's a pretty big area, you know. So if you're doing this in the middle of a forest, I mean, you're clearing out over an acre of trees now, you know. And so. then, and then, how are you? What kind of height do you need in that 200? Uh, in the 200 foot. We would radius? always we'd always recommend 35, no less than 35 foot. I mean, that'd be our minimum height that we'd ever tell you. It's just you're starting to get up into some different atmo- the atmosphere changes. You know, as it at the higher you go, the the air is not as heavy, so there again, wind can travel faster across it. So it's just it's and every climate's going to be different for our people out in the in the high mountains. I mean, it's going to be totally different for you as well. It's just going to be a matter of microclimates, really. You know, everybody calls in and says, you know, well, I live at such and such zip code, and, and that's that gives us a good basis to base our, but that doesn't mean that's going to be exactly what your place is because you may have a micro, I mean, you may be on the top of a hill or you may be in the bottom of a valley. Two or three things may change the entire demographic of how the wind turbine would work on that thing. Yeah, I agree with all that. 
<laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that we have. We don't push, and we don't do a lot with the uh, with the wind uh, um, brain freeze here. The the, the wind chart. What's that? It's called. It's yeah, like just your, Noah puts out the right. right. Noah puts out USA.com puts it out, and there again, it's a good starting basis, but it doesn't. It really doesn't give us right. It doesn't matter if you're in right. the top wind zone, but your property is in a hole. Right. If you're yeah, yeah, you I mean, might as well. That's right. We've got we've got the the big picture of the site, and obviously, if you're down in a valley, then you've got again some type of issues there you right. can't you can't put it on the side of a mountain and expect right. same same results as if you're on the top of the mountain we've pushed that we've pushed the trees back or we've gotten away from the buildings by mm-hmm. a 200 foot radius when we're actually now going to to site the tower in that area what are we looking for as far as putting that tower in so we need to go 35 feet up mm-hmm. What are some of the things that, uh, if, if again, if I'm that guy calling in and I'm, I'm, you know, I saw our ad running in Mother Earth News and, man, I want to have a wind turbine, and I'm I've got, I got 20 acres and I want to put a put a wind turbine up there. I got not a lot of trees. What do I need to be looking at next? You're the type of tower that you want to install, be it as it is a lattice tower, you know, or a monopole. Or a, or a tilt, you know, like what we've built is a, a tilt, you know, a tilt pole, basically, so you can tilt it down and, and then to, to do all your installation. And then through a winch system, then you're going to raise that back up. Yeah, so let's talk about ours. Ours is, is like a big, our pole is a big L. Right, yeah, tilt mm-hmm. up. I mean, what they just call the tilt up tower. But and it's, it's basically, yeah, it's the easiest, easiest to work with. Easiest yeah. to work with as far as, as workability. Uh, if you need to work on the turbine for any reason or do that because we've told you before I mean this there's not a set it and forget it type of deal I mean you know, every six months you need to be checking that checking that slip ring or if, if you use a slip or checking those connections and making sure everything's working uh, making sure those bolts are still tight and so if you put this on a on a fixed lattice tower now you're either climbing a tower to go do this or the tilt-up tower you're just letting it down and you're working off the ground so so if you're scared of heights, the tilt-up tower is the only way to go because everything's still working off the ground. The only drawback to the tilt-up tower, it takes up the biggest footprint as far as your guy wires are concerned. There's the biggest footprint is taken up by the tilt-up tower. But it, like Wyatt said, they're the easiest to use, easiest to build as well uh, because everything is being done off the ground. So there's no cranes needed. There's no boom trucks. Uh, boom trucks. You know, <laughs> none, none of that is, is needed. So... The simple man with with simple equipment, the most simple equipment, can use a tilt-up tower and build a tilt-up tower. You know, spend lots and lots of money to have there again a crane or a boom truck to come in and set this thing. So when we're looking at securing the tower into the ground, what are our considerations there? The ground itself. I mean, you know, I I just happened to be reading a a deal where a a guy had given a. uh, uh, a three-star review to a to a company that about their tower and and the reason he gave a three-star review was because he lived in the Ozark Mountains in northern Arkansas and he didn't feel that they said well if you if you're in rocky ground you may have to do some drilling and filling of of uh, with concrete to support your tower so he thought that 
just because he bought a tower, it was one application fits all, and that's not going to be the case. If you're down here in southern Missouri, northern Arkansas, you dig that five-pound hole and get 10 pounds of rock out of it, and you go travel to the north of the Iowa line, northern Missouri, you can dig down maybe eight foot and never hit a single rock. In that case, you're going to need a lot bigger support system, concrete support system in that ground in the north as, as where down here you might not need that because as you've dug that, you now your concrete as it forms and hardens, it will harden to the rock that's in around it as well. So now you have without having to pour extra concrete. It's just really basic. It, it's off the demographic that you live in there, there again. It's just where you live specifically to what, uh, uh, and even here in Missouri uh, or in Southern Missouri, you know, I've dug many holes in my life in this in this ground around here you'll dig three holes and just dig right along and never hit a rock and the next hole it's a breaker bar and a and a chisel to, to get up at two inches in the ground it's really just a matter of, of what you're uh, what you're digging and what what you find as you start digging you know if you find a lot of loose soil you need a big concrete a concrete pad to support that i would say Probably what we did on our tower was about two by two by mm -hmm. two. And right. that was a good good place to start. And it, yeah. we've had no trouble out of it. Yeah. We're in clay. It was mainly clay ground out there. Problems right. out of, no problems out of and you know, settling got, or anything. And we've got seriously got some serious guy wires on too though, right? Yeah. 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 We've got eighth inch guy wire at the base and then uh, three sixteenths at the top. And how tall is that thing? That thing is a beast. 65? About 65 feet, yeah. 65 feet. It's a big tower. But it speaks for itself. When we go out, you know, we, we have many turbines along the, the, our roof line. And we're we're unimpeded around here. We are in a big open area. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we're pretty much unimpeded. And the, uh, and, the, and the tornado sirens have gone off and it's still sitting up there. That's right. That's <laughs> right. You know, so, you know, we could, we, Wyatt has, has really done a good job on the, on the roof line. He's put our three blade G5 blade, a three blade G5, and a 11 blade, and a nine blade, and a seven blade. Some of the different configurations, and so, and then on the our tower we have the G the G5 blades on the five blade configuration, and it's interesting that on this you know you'll take a, a medium wind day you know with with wind blowing 15 mile an hour, and you'll go out and you can look at our turbines and you can almost gauge the wind speed off of our turbines. Well, the 11 blade and the 7 blade <laughs> or 9 blade and 7 blade are all turning but the 5's not and nor is the is the G you know the G5 3 blade so it's not really 15 mile an hour yet you know right there but we'll look on that that G5 15 and and uh, or the on the, the uh, 5 blade on the 60 foot tower and it's up there just spinning right you know and maybe only the 11 blade spinning but it's still spinning so it just shows you just that different height and what is the building's probably uh, the high tower heights probably the tip to the middle of the blades probably gonna run around 20 foot you know maximum yeah. I mean that'd be probably about maximum is what it is so you know 20 25 foot yeah, you know so it's pretty uh pretty interesting to that 40 foot of difference makes a lot of difference so when we have people call in that are you know well it's winds blowing uh, it's blowing it's blowing hard and that thing's really spinning you know, there's there's going to be a difference. You know, they say, well, my average wind speed is, is this. And the average wind speed is taken, uh, just just a little bit of a information, USA.com and all those where they take their average wind speed is a 40 foot of height. So they're not taking ground wind speed. They're taking 40 foot of height. So there again, if I put now 25 foot, 
and they said my average wind speed was 15 at 25. That's at 40 foot high. At 25, it may only be nine. Yeah. What? What? How much of a recommendation would you make whenever you're putting up a tower to stick a, a anometer on there? Oh, I would do it. I mean, I, I would. I would pretty much. I mean, th with all the new weather systems out that the, that they produce. I would do it almost every time. It's just going to give us true numbers to work with. That way, if you call Wyatt and I, you call it, or one of the salesmen in, in the tech department, you call and say, hey, I'm getting, I'm, an, I'm looking at my anometer right now, and it says I'm getting 18 mile an hour, and, and I'm not producing. That that may give us a clue to, hey, that there is something a matter, you know, that's wrong with this turbine. Let's get this thing down and get it looked at. Or we may be able to say, tell talking. you immediately, that's exactly what it should be producing at that well, at that speed. And more than likely, what you're talking about, if it's not producing right, is your is your blade count right? Right, right. I mean, that's the that's right. Yeah. That's the ninety percent of the time that's, that's going right. to be that your your blade. You counts. just cut your blades off. That's exactly right. We've focused a good deal about basically a tower out in the yard. Let's talk about when we put when we put the wind turbine actually on a building. Yeah, uh, we've got some specific mounts built for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's kind of the logistics of those? What are we looking at when we want to put one on house or yeah, in our case on our store? It's a it's our SM uh, SM roof mount, Skymax roof mount. It's going to bolt down. It's it's set on two foot rafters. So you, if you ever if you're on sixteen inch rafters, you will have to do you know add some blocking in underneath on the rafters so you make sure that you're catching catching your supports. Uh, and it just basically mounts over the peak of the roof. Uh, you can mount it down on the side of the side of the uh, it would not be recommended in any way shape or form to do that uh, it's always the best off the peak so you don't have anything impeding that wind flow again and they work great we've we've sold a lot of them uh, well we've got what four on the building yeah you're never going to produce as much uh, using a, a roof mount now there's t there's there's just definitely that application it's not going to perform as well as a as a ground mounted tower will uh, they, it just will not. You know, you're going to have some different wind shear off the roof coming off of it, and affecting your tower. I mean, affecting the turbine. But they're, I mean, they're great in that application where you're in the middle of the city. You know, you live on a fourth of an acre, and there's zero way to put a tower, and you want one. That's the way to do it. You know, that's mm -hmm. the, typically is the only way to do it. So, uh, so they make a great, great addition to our turbine lineup, so people can, you know, almost anybody. Uh, can have a turbine if they want it. One thing that I will say that I failed to notice here in the building is I don't notice the sound of them that much, and that could just be the no. agent agent deafness on my no, part. No, it it, it you know a good again an insulated home that has insulation in the roof you'll hardly ever hear them. You know the only way that you would hear them is if if for something some reason something got loose uh, and then you'd hear a vibration. As far as the turbine themselves, we talked about it before, they put out about 50 decibels at the at the distance of 50 foot away. So uh, 50 decibels is, is how loud we're talking to you right now. So at 50 foot away, if you can hear me from 50 foot away, that's pretty good. You got exceptionally good hearing. Our wind turbines are quiet, roof mounted systems. There again, you typically just do not hear them. They're really, really quiet. Well, anything I've missed on this? Um, Anything we need to, to to tell the perspective? I've got specifics about towers and stuff if you want that. Or, yeah, they are. You know, I mean, we've got a video on that. Uh, we actually have a video on that. It's how to build a wind turbine tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's easy, not, easy well, to that's, find. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> 
we leave out some super specifics on that because you know type of guy wire you use is a seven strand seven bundle seven seven yep let's see gin pole if you're gonna do a tilting tower gin pole you want to go about a third to a half the height of your tower as far as the length of the gin pole and the guy wires where you attach them to the ground you go out say if your tower is 60 feet tall you go out about about 30 feet mm -hmm. minimum of 20 right maximum yep. of 40 so about half the tower height is pretty stable and then most of the tower parts is this is this a home depot project or is this a yeah most of it will be i mean uh, home I mean, depot, no, when, when home depot is the, not going to carry the, the you can get some longer lengths if you'll go to like a uh, a plumbing supply outlet or, or something of that nature they'll have longer lengths that are not threaded already for you so that's what I would recommend is going to like one of the bigger plumbing, either the electrical or plumbing supply outlets around. Or uh, so. structural steel places. Structural like, uh, steel places. Wheeler? Yeah, Wheeler, Wheeler metals. metals. In Springfield, we would have Wheeler metals. And as a matter of fact, they're they're not just in Springfield. They're, I think they're all they're over. They're all over. Yeah. You know, so inch and a half schedule 40 steel pipe uh -huh. is what our towers mount on. That's inch and a half schedule 40 steel pipe, not galvanized. Galvanization adds thickness to the, to the overall pipe wall and our and our turbines will not our, our mounting brackets then will not fit on an inch and a half galvanized schedule 40 steel pipe it'll be too large the pipe will be too large and, and so it won't allow for the turning to happen so the galvanized is going to cost you extra money anyway that's right you know and that steel pipe and when uh, when you get up there just a good rule of thumb you know before you try to install the the bracket over it this Ours are made to specifications, so they're going to be fairly tight. Put some type of lubricant on it. Most of the time, you're going to use like a lithium grease. You know, is going to be one of the best ones to use. Yeah, uh, just, just an all-purpose. It's an all-purpose lithium grease, and slather it up. And when it goes over the top, it'll it'll spin easy, make it really, really easy to uh, making that tower that turbine easily to acclimate back into the wind speed. You know, and into the wind because that's all you're looking for when that you're looking for that turbine's tail fin. To, to come around when the wind change when the wind changes, you want it to come right around so it's keeping those blades in optimal wind all the time. If you do that, then you'll get maximum performance out of our turbines. So. Now I have, I haven't noticed I noticed I was just sitting here thinking about it. The tower in the back, where do, where do you feed your cables out of? I mean, I know they're just going they're just going to come down the, the pipe overall. Mm -hmm. But if you're if you're doing an L, does it come out the bottom of the L? Because then your L is going to go. It'll well, come no, out. Your L's gonna, no, your L's going to come down. Your L's so going to come down. So does it come out of the L, then? No, it just comes right out the bottom. It just comes right out yeah. the bottom. The bottom of the tower. The bottom and, uh, of the tower there. So you have like a T yeah, at yeah, the bottom? Yeah, you tee at the bottom yeah. is the is the best. Because now then, that that point's staying. Constant. Yeah, yeah it's just staying constant. Down. No matter where, if the gin pole's up in the air or, or, or if the uh, the actual turbine is up in the air, that, that point that... The pivot point is staying the same, right. you know, so your wire is staying the same. So you're never having to pull out an extra 30 foot of length of, of wire, you know, and feed it back into somewhere. And that would be, uh, that's where you're going to come out of. So typically you'd use a T there at the bottom instead of just using an L, you know, because then you'd have to, you could do it, but you'd have to drill out. It's just as easy to buy a T as it is an L. Okay. All right. What else do we need to tell them? Number one, number one thing on the tower, make sure it is secure. Uh, we've talked about that before. Any kind of vibration in your in your towers, 
any kind of movement in the tower is just loss of energy. You know? Well, I, I remember reading an article, and I, I want to say, I think it was Backwoods Home or Grit, uh, is if you, if you had to ask the question, do I need a rigger, the answer is yes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, if you're not comfortable doing this, then you need to get somebody who is. That's right. You don't want a 65-foot tower coming through your bedroom window. See, you do not want a 65-foot tower coming down. <laughs> when, you know. when a tornado's coming through, you don't want it coming through any time. But right, you know, you just you know just you want to make them as solid as possible. Uh, there again, the turbine works the best. You don't you don't have that fear of what if it falls. You take that fear out. Over-engineer the thing. You know, that's that's the one thing that you need to over-engineer is your tower. So okay. All right. Well, as always, thank you, gentlemen. And uh, yep. as we wrap it up, glad to be back. Glad we all managed to yeah. sur- survive this this round of, uh, of winter. And we appreciate you tuning into the podcast, as always. Come buy some stuff from us. Email David and his crew at sales at mwans.com and uh, buy some stuff for us so we can keep the podcast coming. Larry, thank you for emailing us. We will actually feel like somebody's listening to us out there. That's great. Anybody else that would email us, shoot us a line at radio at mwans.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and give us ideas for podcasts in the future. We'll keep coming back. Thanks again. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's doggy chicken treats coming. Thanks again.